Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as always, Mr. Andy Molitor, and also joining us today, college ball expert, college basketball expert, whose friends call him simply Tim. Tim, you can find him on Twitter at, at thold42. He puts together an excellent college basketball sort of tournament March Madness preview book every single year. I assume you're doing that again, right, Tim? Yeah, that's I uh, was finishing that up last night, went out this morning. So, uh, yeah, it's out there. Uh, yeah, that's just the first comment in the chat. I'm about to send this guy 10 bucks. Uh, <laughs> Good start. That is uh, that is that is about uh, a lot of people are because it is pretty cheap. So, yeah, Tim does put together a pretty good sheet. Um, we just we have his Twitter hole or Twitter handle there. That's a good way to find it. He puts together a nice little guide for the tournament. Those I I rate it because there's so much going on, and I'm I'm honestly focused on the NIT all day today because that's what I'm playing right now. Well, and I don't really play the play-in games, and we don't have tournament games for two days. So NIT today, I actually put some plays in. It's been a while over on the Betsperts app, but yeah, Tim, what's uh what's shaking this tournament? How do you feel about the draw? How are you sitting on futures? You know, what what are we what are we looking at as far as this year? Are you excited in general? Oh yeah, this is I mean my favorite time of the year. Oh, yeah. Um bread and butter, but um yeah, sitting on a few futures Arizona at 40 to 1 and sitting on that since the summer. So I like their draw, but we'll we'll see what happens. Um sitting on Kansas at 15 to 1 as well. Um and then placed a, a few bets this morning on some games I think Thursday and Friday, so I think I only have the again still just sitting on the SDSU over, like that's that's my only position so far. It's just like right. off South Dakota State transition offense wrecking uh, wrecking them, and then their defense not stopping anything. So two hundred point game. I'm calling my shot now. This is like remember the Bulls game, Noops, where I called the exact total. Yes. I don't think this I, this might be a little tougher. A two hundred point college game. Still, I, I think we can get to one. 70 that's not uh that's not uh wild so what did you what do you play what'd you play so far um get yeah actually you mentioned it. i bet uh south dakota state money line and plus two i providence i just i don't trust them they're frauds so um hopefully you get all your points but hopefully south dakota state wins so. Yeah, just 120 out of my jackrabbits, so we don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> no, that's and that's a weird thing too. I've talked to somebody about this earlier in the week. Like, and again, you're following college basketball. Oh yeah, so San Diego State over. No, somebody in the chat though. That's a whole different kind of team. That's not happening. That game is hitting 120. But, um, I mean, you follow this all year long, and the thing is, I'm seeing right now, and I'm, I mean. I'm guilty of this with other sports sometimes, but like college basketball experts coming out of the woodwork all of a sudden people that didn't watch a game until after college football. And then like, again, like uh, I seen, and I, I hate to pick on Lunardi cause he's, he does a fine job with a lot of stuff, but like the, the video it's like, Hey, Lunardi puts out a video. Duke's run ends with, or coach K's career ends at Davidson second round. Like all this, all this noise right now. And those, you know, the, it's not clickbait but they know what to put out there because everybody's fighting for the clicks right now. And like, I think that's the biggest thing I've had to really focus people on this time of year is like, there's so much noise right now. Everybody's saying this team's mushed. 
everybody's saying this team is, you know, a lock to move on. And then you, you got the big names like the ESPNs and whatnot, putting out stuff like that, that just gonna, gonna tilt your mind on a, and you don't need to head into the tournament with your face tilted off. Yeah. There's, there's info everywhere, right? Everyone's to your point and jumping in like football's over with um, everyone's looking for the next thing. Right. So I was even watching the selection show put on like on ESPN after where I had to turn it off. I just, I couldn't listen to it anymore. I couldn't focus. Like I love Jay Billis, but come on, man. I, sometimes he gets too much. So um, yeah, it's, there's information everywhere so you can get it where you want, but yeah, we, we put some information together on our end to just, hopefully it's all in one place and you can take it and do what you will with it. Yeah, I mean, every single year, so I'll pick your brain on this specifically because it has me in a little bit of a quandary. I haven't watched much college basketball, but I'll pull down a bunch of numbers. I watch a lot of tournament stuff last week to try to catch up. And I know the 5-12 games are always big, but I'm not even concerned about that because there are two five seeds that I'm going to end up probably having in the Final Four at some point in some of these brackets. I mean, can you talk me out of picking Houston or Iowa to make the Final Four? Can't talk you out of Houston, no. Um Iowa could probably talk you out of. Um, Please they're do. on the, yeah, they're, they're on our, um, because they're on our NFW list. Um, I got to look into it a little bit. Actually, they're not. They're a red flag team, but like, I I just don't see it. I know they're everyone, they're probably a sexy pick, right? Because they just won the Big Ten tournament. And everyone, don't mean to bring it on you noobs here, but like, everyone just watched Iowa win. So, like, oh, yeah, they got a good draw, right? They'll, they can go far. I wouldn't be surprised they lose at don't get to the sweet 16 yeah i'm always looking for teams at this point of the year give me a team that can make its free throws is decent from an offensive rebounding perspective and is decent from three and they kind of checked all those boxes there but you know they're pretty close to kansas i love fading kansas just a lot of things working for me there so thank you for, for talking to me off the ledge just a touch uh, <laughs> no problem and an exercise I always go through here too, and it's it's kind of fucked because it doesn't work with like if you actually do this, the bracket looks stupid. But a team like Houston, I believe in my mind with my numbers and the people I trust and what I've read all year and what I've seen on the court is tragically underseeded. So you take a team like Houston and you say, oh, this you know oh, it's kind of a low seed to be picking to go that far. Like I start crossing that off and I, I start like considering this, like, you know, I consider Houston more of a, a, maybe even a borderline two in some spots when they're playing at their, you know, if they're playing at the highest part of their ceiling, it's a borderline two seat. And, and I, I think that's where, you know, a lot of people struggled with, and there's plenty of people that lumped onto Loyola last year. But if they saw the seat, they see the number in front. It's it's just like during the season when you see that number in front of a team. It's like, oh, this team's ranked. They're 20th. This other team's not. Why are they a dog? It's like it's because they're on the road and the other team's not that much worse. And they maybe sh- shouldn't be ranked. But the same thing, you see that number in front of Loyola. What were they, eight or nine? And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think they were an eight seed, yeah. Yeah, you, you see that number. And, and in my mind, again, it's like, man, with – what they've done and what they have together, like they're underseated according to my numbers. And just, uh, I didn't pick them in enough brackets. I wish I had to listen to myself a little more, but I think that's something I look at every year is like, just again, you can't, you can't fight the seed as far as what part of the bracket it puts you in. But I certainly consider some of these teams underseated and we'll definitely make some moves on them for sure. 
Yeah, to your point, like uh, with the uh, Colorado State, they're a six seed, right? And they're not even favored, right? So to, to your good point, like they're 11 seeds favored by two and a half. So it's, uh, yeah, to, you can't get bogged down by just putting the higher seed through your bracket, but it's it's everyone's choice. So It was something ESPN used to run an article on it, and I wonder if they would update it. They'd go through like this percentage of ones have made it here, this percentage of twos made it here, threes here, and it was just like pencil these all the way through. And it seems like that, that's been thrown off a little bit more last year. And again, if, I mean, we're kind of talking about a lot of teams we like, you know, they really aren't one seeds, but – I mean, it's worth mentioning. I mean, so we've got Gonzaga, Arizona, Kansas, and Baylor. I thought Gonzaga actually got a little bit of a difficult stretch. I mean, you've got an Arizona ticket. Which one of these one seeds do you think has the best chance of actually getting all the way through? Um, yeah, I'll take my bias out of this. But, um, I mean, Gonzaga's good. But we say this every year, right? Like, Mark Few just they get there and they don't get it done. So, um they have a, a top part of the bracket with Memphis and, I mean, UConn. I mean, you're really scared of them. Probably not. San Diego, uh, excuse me, Boise State. Um, I think the best one-seed shot, I mean, doesn't seem like many people are talking about Baylor now after they, they get, had their early exit in the Big 12 tournament. Um, something you ha- I just I haven't heard, haven't read on Twitter. Um, but I know you're not a Kansas guy, Noops. Kansas, they got a, a pretty decent draw, I think, here, so. Can't trust Bill Self. Won't trust Bill Self. Not going to do it. Can't. Can't. It's fair. It's, uh, you can trust him in the Big 12 tournament. We call it the, uh, the Bill Self Invitational. But, yeah, once you get to the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight, sometimes he's he's done. So, Yeah, Oklahoma was my – and, again, this is Andy trying to avoid looking at real people's bracketology and read some people that I actually trust that, I mean, they put out some good stuff behind the scenes. And Oklahoma was like, I had them in. And then I would go and look at other people's stuff. And I'm like, oh man, like nobody has Oklahoma in the bracket. Like, I, I think that's a really good team. I think they could win this, uh, the under, the under bracket here for sure. So, I mean, that's, it's a tough loss, but at the same time, I have, I have Oklahoma damn near a top 25 team in some of, in some of the metrics I'm looking at. So it's, it's not a bad loss. I mean, it, it's it sucks for a team that wants to win a national title, but man, go look at Baylor's schedule. When you you got to play Tech and Kansas twice, and even you know Texas, Oklahoma, some of these top teams. It's just like it's just like all these major conference squads where you look at the the you know the the conference schedule. And I think your point to Iowa too is like the Big Ten's tough, but it's just like there's not there's not that top ten, top fifteen power-ups there's not two or three of them like you see in the big 12 like the big 10 just grinds against each other all year has a shitload of top 20 top 30 teams and then they exit early where i'm i'm kind of high on the big 12 this year as far as moving on obviously like hey no shit andy they have two one seeds like it's, it's easy to say that but i i don't think they're you know i don't think they're you know a bad one seeds like we see sometimes from a bill self not team or or, you know, God forsake people like, oh, Baylor, it's so hard to repeat. Well, it's hard to win the tournament in general. <laughs> like, it's it's not hard to repeat. It's hard to win six games, man, for anyone. So I, I'm fine with moving Baylor on and deep, deep into this. And I still well, have the biggest problem is Kentucky, right? I mean, Kentucky is the slight favorite, I think, to win this region. I know in the outrights, they're slightly above. So, I mean, if it comes down to Kentucky, Baylor, I mean, are we comfortable with Baylor in that spot? I mean, I am, um, but it's also a little bit recency bias too. Like 
I was on Kentucky to win SEC tournament, bet double down, bet them, and Tennessee got the best of them, right? So it's um, I could see it, I can, but I would probably be pretty confident in taking Baylor if it gets to that. Yeah, I'm looking at that bracket now too. Just yeah, I mean UCLA. I should never bet against UCLA ever again in my life. I think I was like 0 and 5 against them <laughs> ATS last tournament. I bet against them in the play-in game. That's how early I started losing money to the Bruins. But uh, you know, I I don't see I don't see a hiccup that Baylor can't get past. So, man, if if Kentucky is upset, you end up with like a, a Purdue or Texas Murray State, even VTech coming out of that bottom region, something wild. Like that's a that's a nice easy path I think to get them in the final four. I didn't uh, I didn't re- I looked a couple places I didn't realize they were a dog. I guess I didn't really look at that region. I might have to take some Baylor to win the region. Region winner parlay. That might be something. There we go. Like okay. That. I'm about to. Uh, yeah, I mean, they North Carolina Marquette is like their next matchup. Like, they don't they don't scare me at all. Um, I mean, St. Mary's. You'd say the same thing every year. They're always in it. West Coast Conference. Nobody watches them, but then they'll get to the Sweet 16, and who knows, right? So, um, yeah, that's Gonzaga again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have a hard time rating some of those teams, like the San Fran's and the Gales. I think San Francisco honestly might be better than St. Mary's. It's really hard to tell because of the tournament, the conference they play. Like, yeah, you go get your shit pushed in by Gonzaga a couple times, or in St. Mary's case, they give you a gift by playing them the last week and having everything locked up already. And you know, and then you play all these other teams. Like, how do you judge the the games against Pepperdine that nobody watches? And Pacific, and I'm trying to name other. I've met Portland, Portland Pilots. I feel like they're out there. So I do have trouble with those West. Like that's, you know, those those sayings, those mantras about, uh, you know, nobody sees this team. Like it's kind of true. Like there are plenty, and it, it's, but it's not always just like, oh, nobody's seen this team. They're way better than you think. Sometimes it's just nobody's seen this team, so we don't know what the hell to think. Yeah, I had a buddy text me. He goes, "Why is San Fran in the tournament?" And I was like, "Well." You clearly don't watch or follow college basketball, big football guy, but then they're are they favored in their first matchup, right? Or slight? They might be dogs. I think it's minus one. Um, uh, that was a real. Yeah, it was a real close line. I want to say they were like a one point favorite to Murray, one and a half. Yeah. So it's yeah. To your point, we're here on the here on the East Coast. If you're not up watching late college basketball, you're not going to see these West Coast teams. So, especially when the whole world just wants to see Murray State, Kentucky. People are forgetting, like Kentucky, like Kentucky's going to win their game more than likely. Although St. Peter's has been a real pain in the ass for MAC teams this year. I almost did my, I almost did the MAC thing, Dan, again, where there's two A's, but uh, they, they, it's a whole different beast playing against the Wildcats here. So I think Kentucky gets through, but yeah, Murray State, there's no guarantees. That's a very closely lined game, and the Dons have been good this year. That's going to be a fun game. I think it's that Friday night, Murray State. Uh... San Fran. Yeah, is on Friday. I know. I, I start doing this where I, I fire know. away on some games, and then I realize, like, man, I bet all Friday games or so. I've done that a couple times. It's like I'm not even sure I bet any Thursday games. I think you got to add to the card <laughs> if you're going to do that. So, you know me though. I'm just going to bet all those underdog money lines. That was a good one too. If you do, if you are signing up for like a new book, if you have new bonuses, I've seen the FanDuel thing up in there in the corner, guys. Like, this is a good time to use those. Like, I wrote an article about that last year using a free bet, 
you should be using it on a, a big underdog because of the way that the, the EV works on that. There's some math involved in the article, but I wrote down, here's a bunch that you could bet on. And I'm like, you can even do Oral Roberts at this price if you want it. And Christ, I hope somebody did that because every year there's going to be some big numbers. So <clears throat> maybe that's a good one to close with. And, you know, don't give away the farm on what's in your sheet, but what do you, uh, you got some, that's what people want. People want a sneaky underdog, Tim. What do we got? Yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Yale beats Purdue in the first round. Um, yeah, that's to your point. Um, that's just not going to be a sexy pick there. I think Purdue's favorite by like 15. Um, but we've seen crazier things happen. Um, that's I, I like I like Colgate. That's not as much of a uh, sexy pick. Um, people seem to be on them um but i that's the other bet i, I made earlier um colgate plus seven and a half sprinkle some money line too um they play in wisconsin but i don't know we'll see yeah i was gonna say what what point total do you think colgate needs to get to to cover that number like 61 i was gonna say like 65 66 um and that's if they're cold shooting, then it's done. Like it's there, but if they come out hot with threes early and are up early, then I think they can get to 66 pretty easily. Yeah. That's one I've seen some people talking about that in that one of the chats. And I had that kind of highlighted already as well. Just like, Hey, Wisconsin slow it down a little and then face a team that shoots a three really hot. Like see how that goes when you play a few, a few uh, fewer possessions than like the average, you know, they're not, they're not snail slow. Like some people portray them, but they're below average as far as possessions per game. So throw a bunch of possessions out and then throw in some mid major that I, I mean, they're like top 10 in the nation, three point shooting. That's recipe for disaster for big 10. It's funny. You picked against the big 10 in both, but like the Purdue one too, it's, it's the same thing. Like, um, we've seen that all year where you have a game. It's like, uh, if you're not even watching the Purdue game, you can tell like what's going on. You can tell who's winning by how much people are pissed at Ivy or, or lauding him. Like either people are so excited about Ivy, like what? look what he's doing. Or like Ivy is lost right now. He can't make a free throw. He can't get, he can't get anything done. And then you know what the Purdue score is. So like a team like that, who uh, goes the way that their star goes, like those are, always upset laden teams for sure yeah absolutely um i don't think i only other one that maybe stood out was vermont not as big of a dog but they get arkansas um i I don't love arkansas so vermont plus five vermont on the money line um that could be a good look too yeah i i looked at that that's another one too to kind of close is vermont's a tough one to judge for me they're very good. They beat the piss out of uh, Dan Ivy versus Ivy League. I like that. Wow, no one said that already. <laughs> but I mean, Vermont is kind of like South Dakota State, super light. Like, hey, you played in a weak conference, beat the piss out of everybody. How good are you? Nobody knows because you played UMBC and you know Hartford all year. Like, th- this might be a really good team, and we're just not sure because of the the level of competition. So, all right, Tim. Well, thanks for hopping on with us, talking some b-ball again. Twitter handle is on the screen, but I know some people listen to this as a podcast. At T-Hold. That's just H-O-L-D. 42, yeah. you can find him. He has his uh, sheet. Again, that's just, uh, what is it? Yeah, 10 bucks. 
a big uh, tournament yeah. guide and gets you all your info so you can bet the tournament this year. Yeah, guys, appreciate you having me. Um, I'll be listening and thank you. Yeah, good luck. Hope you win some brackets, win some bets, and uh, yeah, we'll catch you later, Tim. Thanks, man. Thanks. I like it. Got some nice big upset numbers. I like a nice juicy money line there. We'll see. I mean, Colgate, as I saw in the chat, of it, Wisconsin's basically a home game for them, but that cuts both ways. And I mean, another tradition of March Madness fading the Big Ten. I know. And even even though I said, like, hey, uh, avoid the noise, don't listen to it, don't let the biases get in your head, like, <laughs> a little part of me is like, man, everybody kind of likes the same underdogs as me. And then you get in your head like, oh no, they're mush. They're 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 public underdogs. They can't win. But again, think about last year. The whole world was betting on Ohio over. I think that was Purdue again. The whole world was betting on Ohio the first round. The whole world took Abilene Christian, and I mean those teams. Those were easy peasy out out red upsets. So it's it's not always like oh everybody. It's a public dog and has fleas like. It's. I feel like that stuff's probably 500 long term. If if you're worried about everybody being on an underdog with you, and honestly, if it if it's 500, those are big prices. So I'd take that all day. Mm. That's, again, this afternoon I continue to dig through, and I'm glad he talked to me a little bit about Iowa. Again, I always just look for teams. Give me a team that makes its threes, makes its free throws, and I like teams that are good offensive rebounding teams. Those are that's how you get your upsets. Basically, grab a couple extra possessions, make your shots, and. Oh, some of these teams, that's what I was looking at as, as I was figuring out Houston. I didn't realize Houston was such a bad free throw shooting team. Don't love that. Yeah. That's uh that's kind of every team has a little bit of a bugaboo, and that is definitely theirs. Um, for me, just real quick today, before we get to some NBA picks, we'll close with some picks like we do. Uh Texas State plus nine in the uh in the NIT. I'm gonna have to look exactly when that game is. Probably like I said, all the games are later on tonight, but I'm 90% sure that game is today, Tuesday. Yeah, North Texas, Texas State. So you've got the regular season champs of the Sun Belt and the, I believe, probably the regular season champs of at least part of the Conference USA. I know they're in two different divisions. UAB did get the auto bid there in just a, a tournament that saw some games land right around 100 points but uh the, both are pretty slow-paced teams and north texas defense is really electric but i don't have these conferences ranked too far apart i think they're probably similarly similarly ranked conferences uh from head to toe and texas state hasn't had too much trouble with some of the better defenses in, in league play so i think they can hang with this north texas team it is a really tough defense. Defense travels. Defense is better on the – and it is, a, again, a home a home game for the higher seed. But I do like the plus nine. So just one pick for me today, nothing in the play-ins, and uh, just a little NIT action. If you think nine's a lot of points, Andy, it's very rare that I take more points in an NBA game than you take in a college basketball game. Now I have two spreads I picked today. I beat you on both. We're taking the points today. There's uh, four basketball games in the association tonight. I figured, what the heck, I might as well bet um, three of the four. And honestly, I'd probably take a Pacers team total over if I wasn't done betting Pacers games for the rest of the year as of a few months ago. Um, Texas State plus nine. Mr. Power, Mr. Power Trip quotes there was, I believe, the bet for Mandy. But I'll start with the Orlando Magic plus 10. Looks like that's actually inched out to 10 and a half. The Brooklyn Nets are obviously much better with Kevin Durant, much better with Kyrie Irving on the floor. But the Orlando Magic 
are deep. They've been playing well. They have a lot of guards. I think they actually have a chance to maybe give the Nets a little bit of trouble defensively. Again, we've seen that the Nets can score a lot, but they still struggle defensively against some of these teams. I mean, letting the Knicks kind of back into that game the other night. This also is the first end of a back-to-back. The Nets play in Orlando tonight and then head back to Brooklyn for a game against Dallas. So a bit of a look-ahead spot here. And again, a Magic team where normally at this point in the NBA season, we start to see teams really tank. But given the changes in kind of the lottery odds and things like that, some of these um, you know, less good teams, you know, some of these bad teams really in Orlando, and we'll talk about Detroit in just a second, continue to let their youth go out and play and try to win games because it's not really going to mess up their chances and all sorts of different things like that. So Magic plus 10, and then the Pistons plus 12 and a half. Um, for whatever reason, I was looking, this just popped off the board. I don't know if somebody was announced out or something like that, but like this spot here for the Pistons quite a bit. Again, they continue to play well. They continue to try. We've seen Kate Cunningham get better and better with Jeremy Grant um, and Sadiq Bay. They've been a really solid team here. They're playing the Miami Heat in Miami. Again, Miami's been great, but this is a spot where I think the Heat are going to try to grind this game out a little bit. I think that Detroit can kind of stay close here. And again, you know, getting 12 and a half points, it doesn't have to really be even that close. So um, a good spot here for the Pistons, uh, the Heat, you know, they, they've been good. They've been covering quite a bit. They're finally healthy here, and I just I think that might be just a little overrated. We'll see. Again, give me the Pistons plus 12 and a half, and then so, – oh, thanks, Brett. Kate Cunningham is questionable now, so maybe wait on the Pistons there. See if it moves a little bit. That's Break pump. A full break pump, guys. Honestly, it's been a pretty decent season, knock on wood, if you will, for injury nonsense outside of a few times, so – well, I guess we were due. Anyway, Pistons still like them. Hopefully, Kate Cunningham plays. Wait, um, Suns-Pelicans over 227. Um, like this matchup quite a bit just from an offensive efficiency standpoint for both teams. Uh, the Pelicans continue to struggle on defense without Brandon Ingram, who is out tonight. Yes, they're missing C.J. McCollum, but at the same time, we'll have Valanchunas going against Ayton, which should be a lot of fun to watch. There should be a lot of points both ways going back on the floor there. This actually, unfortunately, is up to 229, so hopefully it bounces back to 228. Um, again, I think the pace will be high. The Pelicans games have been really high scoring without Ingram and a couple of those other solid defenders they have. And the Suns continue to just put up points on the road, whether they have Chris Paul or not here as they continue to just kind of blitz through the season. So Suns Pelicans over 228 or better. Hopefully that bounces back down. It would be nice. So I'm pumping the brand. I'll just play the magic. I don't like any of this other nonsense right now. We'll just we'll just take it easy on the on the rest of life. How about we'll close it out with some tennis picks? I didn't have a lot of bets; just had to one pick, I guess. But you you can you can help fill the gap here because I'll have plenty as we go through the tournament. It's and we are in tough. the no eighth, golf today. The round I believe we're in the round of sixteen. This is to reach quarterfinals. Where we're at. Yes, the quarterfinal finals or something. I don't actually know what the heck you thought. Right, round of sixteen. Um, things are progressing here nicely. It's been a fun tournament and um, have one outright left. Unfortunately, our two big big ones, Teichman went out in round one. Towson wins the first set against Tech and couldn't quite close it out. Um, Paula Bedosa still going, oh yeah, Owens Jabor got snookered. That was quite a shame, but Bedosa going well here, and I'm going to better again today. Um, this first one here is a parlay. Again, two money lines that just look a little bit short to me. Bedosa minus 190 against Fernandez was the price that I had here. I have this match closer to minus 225, 230, so a solid edge there. Instead of 
laying that. I'll take it and put it together with that edge I see on Von Drusova, who's minus 164. I have her closer to minus 180, almost 185 as I start to tweak some stuff. Um, you know, Kudermatova playing well, but really getting the benefit of some down matches from Osaka and Buzkova, you know, who's playing well and just kind of suddenly end up having to leave the match. It's been kind of funky for her. So put those together. I get plus 140 again. Happy to do that instead of trying to, you know, lay the juice on both of them there. And then an over, um, Harriet Dart, Madison Keys. Harriet Dart continues to play very well. She's knocked off a couple um, players as a big, big underdog, three to one or better. Kudos to people who've been betting her. I believe Brett has been doing a good job of that, and kudos to him and anyone else. But this looks like it's going to be a long match here. And I actually sold, was able to sell this out to 21. I'm seeing 20, 20 and a half. Um, feel free to bet 20 and a half or 20 at. So 20 minus 15, 20 and a half at like standard juice is fine. But I sold it up to 21 at, at plus 105. I think 21 at plus money is a, a really nice bet here in a match where I have the total closer to 21 and a half. Madison Keys matches a little bit longer than, than people have given him credit for. Dart, um, I can't remember if she beat her already this year, but um, pushed her pretty far um, in a match earlier this year when Madison Keys, again, was kind of blitzing through a tournament at that point. So happy to take it over here again. Found 21 at plus money. Play a 20 and a half at standard juicer. 20 at, you know, minus 15, minus 120 or better. I'm sad about Teichman still. No, it's just a had bummer. a good feeling about her. Had a good feeling. So I mean, it's a hundred to one, and I thought we'd get one of them at least this far. I thought Teichman or Towson would still be here, and I'd be talking about hedging against like a minus four hundred favorite or something. Yeah. No, I mean at least somebody in this round to like give you a little get the get the juices flowing. So, uh, either way, thanks you guys for joining in. Thanks to the chat as always for some lively conversation. I'm excited for all your brackets. I'm excited for all your brackets. Thanks to Tim for stopping on. Thanks for producer Dan for putting together the stream yard. Alex and I are delighted to be here and we'll be back here tomorrow and we'll play us out. Oh shoot. It's champions league. Is it really champions league today? Uh oh. Ah, yeah, I forgot. Ajax, Benfica, and United.